You're listening to a podcast from the 2020 National Climate Emergency Summit. Now, before we begin the first session today, we would like to briefly highlight a special group of delegates attending the summit. Last year, the Australian Medical Association joined other health organisations around the world, including the American Medical Association, the British Medical Association and Doctors for the Environment in Australia, in recognising climate change as a health emergency. Having endured the Sydney summer I can, and the smoke, I can absolutely agree with that. At its August meeting in Canberra, the AMA Federal Council declared that climate change is real. I can't believe we're still doing that. Is real and will have the earliest and most severe health consequences on vulnerable populations around the world, including in Australia and the Pacific region. Today, we are joined by four senior representatives of the Australian Medical Association to reinforce this critical declaration, and I'm about to introduce them to you now. Please welcome to the stage Dr Chris Moy. He is the President of the Australian Medical Association in South Australia, Associate Professor Julian Raitt, who is the President of the Australian Medical Association in Victoria, Dr Tessa Kennedy, who is the Chair of the AMA Council of Doctors in Training and officially representing AMA New South Wales, and Daniel Zhu, who is the President of the Australian Medical Students Association. Please welcome them all to the stage. Thanks so much, Jane. Look, um, together we represent the doctors um, of three states which have recently been severely affected by bushfires, as well as Australia's doctors in training and medical students. And as Jane said, last year we made a declaration recognising that climate change as a health emergency with clear scientific evidence indicating severe impacts for our patients and communities now into the future. And this was referring to our previous existing position on climate change. We did this because we were actually amazed sometimes that we walked into meetings with policymakers and government and were struck by the level of surprise that we were saying that climate change is a health issue, as if they were hearing it for the first time. So as representatives of a body which is trusted and very powerful in standing up for our patients, and which is not prone to rash propositions, and I think sometimes some people perceive us as being somewhat conservative, we are here to say clearly to our community, climate change is a health emergency based on scientific evidence. And we must say this because our code of ethics says that patients must be our first concern, and how we respond must be based on scientific evidence. And what we say about health effects, what it means is more people will die and we call that increased mortality. And there will be greater sickness, and we call this increased morbidity. And I'll just hand over to Professor Julian Ray to talk a little bit about that. Thanks, Chris. It'll come as no surprise to you all here to hear that hot weather increases mortality, that is the rate of death. Extreme heat conditions are associated with substantial increases in both hospital admissions and deaths in the community. Without strong mitigation, temperature-related deaths are expected to rise by more than 100% over the current century. You'll all be aware of NASA's recent modelling that shows by the end of the century there will be a temperature rise of between 4 to 5 degrees C unless we do something. 
further to reduce our emissions. That will be associated potentially with hundreds of millions, if not billions, of premature deaths across the globe. In addition to more viral and bacterial outbreaks, there will be increased storms and floods, and this will cause sewage and farm-related runoff that will contaminate human water supplies. That will increase infections by Giardia and Cryptosporidium organisms. You've also heard of Legionnaire's disease, spread by Legionella. These infections become ever more frequent in human and hotter weather. Also in Australia, the geographic distribution of mosquitoes, capable of spreading dengue fever, will spread southwards across Australia from their current confines in far north Queensland. That is a very severe and untreatable viral disease that can be fatal. Furthermore, persistent and severe droughts, floods and storms also place considerable additional stress on us all and threaten livelihoods. Consequently, this will produce significant additional mental health problems. In short, the AMA believes that continued global warming will be catastrophic for human health. As doctors, we rely on scientific evidence to make decisions to improve health and to save lives every single day. If science tells me that you're having a heart attack, you can believe it or not. But if we fail to act according to that science, it might just kill you. We need to accept the reality that the overwhelming evidence is that climate change is and will harm human health, starting today and well into the future. Yet any number of seemingly overwhelming threats to health have been successfully managed using scientific evidence. This is doable. We've immunised populations against devastating infectious diseases, practically eradicating many. We've developed drugs to treat once incurable cancers, heart disease, HIV, the list is endless. We didn't accept these devastating health threats as inevitable or declare the solutions to them too hard and climate change should be no different. We need to respond. We need to respond urgently, calmly and strategically as we have done to the COVID-19 outbreak using evidence-based infection control measures, partnering health and public policy to keep it at bay. The risk of doing nothing is too great. As doctors, we would breach our obligations to safeguard human health by standing idly by. So where do we start? Well, we need to start with evidence-based strategy in all facets of government public policy. This will require us to harness our passion and collaborative and collective voices to spread the very real health impacts of climate change. But more importantly, this calls for grit and determination from all of us. Everybody has a part to play. From our side, healthcare contributes to 7% of Australia's carbon emissions. But the AMA is committed to ensuring that we're working towards greater sustainability within healthcare services. Ultimately, we need to engage in the relentless and continuous grind of thankless push towards change. We need to embed the need to consider the health effects of climate change in all policy, regulation and legislation at every level of government and business function. This is hard and unglamorous work, but it is exactly what healthy communities, 
have done for every public health issue. And climate change is no different as a public health threat and a threat to humanity. So, so I have a punchline for you, although I'm not asking you to go punch anybody as doctors. We are doctors standing here and telling you that climate change is a health emergency based on science. We need to respond with the same urgency, strategy and resourcing that we do for any health threat. The good news is that it is doable. We are doing it right now with examples of the warlike approach that we've had to coronavirus, and I've been involved with it, I've seen what's happening. But the goal that will resonate with a community, I will say, is not this 1.5 degrees or whatever number of degrees. The goal that the communities will understand and possibly fear and connect with is it is about health and survival. Good luck. This was a podcast from the 2020 National Climate Emergency Summit.